I think we're cooking with gas. Jiggly? Jiggly Bruce 17. I think that's a uh, Pokemon. Jigglypuff. Definitely going to take your word for it. Yeah. Welcome to Our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are two guys who were just gifted a Chase Lounge, Martin and Brady. Okay, you people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not back by dawn, call the president. Before we start, I'd just like to say the campers you're about to see suck dick. But nevertheless, please welcome them. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Welcome to the final week of genre June. Genre June. We have highlighted a different genre each week with all of us bringing a favorite movie to the table that represents what we like about the genre. For the final week, cult classics. Are we all uh, familiar with what a cult movie is now? I would like you, Martin, to, uh, <laughs> to define expound it. upon uh, a, mild, a brief conversation we had when I, didn't, when I admittedly did not know what cult <laughs> classics meant. All right, so uh, Wikipedia defines a cult <laughs> movie as a film that has acquired a cult following, uh, which probably isn't very helpful, but they continue to go on and say cult films are known for their dedicated, passionate fan base, which forms an elaborate sub- subculture, members of which engage in repeated viewings, dialogue quoting, and audience participation. Um, they continue to go. Inclusive definition allows for major studio productions, especially box office bombs, while exclusive definitions focus more on obscure, transgressive films shunned by the mainstream. So I think we... I think we kind of nailed it with our selections, at least, of like a broad range of types of cult films. Well, admittedly, I, I'll, I'll throw some love out here. Went straight to uh, The Ringer, put a list of the top cult <laughs> movies, and we, I think, pulled straight from that. You, you were a little more dialed in, but I mean, I was like, let me see this list. I will pull a movie, movie from this <laughs> yeah. um, that I like and am familiar with. So all of them were on, I think all of our selections yes. were on that, on that list. So for sure. And I think we, we had this conversation when we brought it up cause I didn't really, I, I'm not like, it's not like I've never heard the term, but I was, I was trying to figure out what exactly yeah. classified as a cult classic and why. And yeah. obviously Wikipedia nailed that uh, <laughs> brief description. Concise. <laughs> so I guess my question is why is a movie, is it, does it almost does it have to not do good like initially? Yeah, it as ha- part of the key to the. I, I think. I mean, I think it could do well for like, like it's saying like a if it's shunned by the mainstream. If it's an indie movie that does well by, by indie standards, that could be considered cult. But if it's a big box office movie, it would probably have to bomb, like they said yeah. as well. So, um, I mean, that brings us to our first movie, which is Big Trouble in Little China. John that was, yeah, that was yeah. my selection from 1986. Which was a pretty big movie, big big names, big director, um, but it yep. definitely bombed, you know, bombed in the box office. So that's and then, but then it's since gained, gained that yeah, following. A cult following. And I mean, I think you and I are the same, Jelani. That I watched it a ton as a kid. Yeah, oh, me and it too. Was, I had it on VHS. I didn't yep. buy it, of course. I taped it off of whatever channel it was on. Yeah, I don't know why this movie. Why I watched it so much, but I watched it a ton. I mean, I think I think most anybody in our age uh, yeah. range is probably anyone that's watched movies as a kid. You know, can um, I by in our age range is going to be say the same. So one of the things that I kind of felt as I was rewatching it, and you know, maybe kind of thinking back to it, was it was like a a Goonies step up. 
right? Yeah, like you go from fair. Goonies right to this, you get, you know, the mythical and the magical and kind of like the adventure and stuff. So you're like, oh yeah, this is, this is right up my alley. And then the different elements that were in play, like the guy who was super old and now he's the eight foot tall, like younger guy. And then I didn't get that, that he was much taller. They kept saying that he was 12 feet tall. I'm like, he looks about the same size. <laughs> I feel like you were supposed to get that in the first site where they like ran him over with yeah. the truck that he was a lot taller, but I don't yeah. think they ever really, it was ever so obvious that yeah. like next to somebody else. Right. But, but yeah, to, to your point, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's, it's martial arts. You have Kurt Russell who plays to me, like, Kind of the ultimate cool. Guy. Like I don't know what he's saying half the time. But, well, so I, that's funny that you think. But that as a it was kid, cool, right? Yeah. As a kid, watching yes, it this time, he's. A less. I was to say he, and I think what I read is they, like Carpenter envisioned it, like kind of the inverse of the stereotypical action guy movie. It was like the the classic white guy lead is actually kind of a bumbling buffoonish totally. and, type. And you guy. saw that a few times when he shot the gun up in the air, had the rocks, the rocks fall, yeah, you know? he's out, yeah. he doesn't do anything, and um, Wang just. Starts kicking ass from everybody, and he kind of comes out with his knife. He's like, "I'm ready." Oh wait, you already got him all. Yeah. So, so yes, they definitely subverted that uh, a, a bit. Um, but he still, I mean, I still, I still found him charming. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I think if you have any appreciation for Kurt Russell, this movie is for you. <laughs> and if you don't, this movie might be for you to convert you over to a fan. Yeah, I was the same way. Like, I, I think watched it on TV. I, my mom had a copy of it. I. You know, it was one of the movies that, like, when I was starting to build out my film collection, like, I had to have in the collection. I'm like, I have to have this film. Like, I don't, again, I don't know why I had to, but I just did. It was, like, you know, something in you that says, hey, this is a movie you're going to watch just, on, like, on a rainy Saturday afternoon or something. And there was something about it that, to me, like, I wanted to figure out as a kid. Like, I felt like I would... Like upon repeated viewings, I would learn more about what it actually. But it, it doesn't make any sense. No. None of it. Does. None of it does. None and, of it does. And, but again, like as a kid, I'm like, oh, there, there has to be like it's, it's based on something, or it's you know, there's some reality to Chinese it. Chinese lore. Chinese lore. But there's nothing. I don't think there's any of that. And, no. and watching it this time, I was just like, every, pretty much every decision that they make, not like the characters, but like the, the filmmakers, like putting neon in that room, like just like everything about it, like is not what I would what I would do. <laughs> it's the complete opposite of the decision I would make, yet somehow it all works together. Yeah. Um, which is, which I think is why it's gotten its cult following because it's, it's, it's completely unique. Like there's nothing, nothing like, it. and maybe, you know, there might be some, some problematic stereotypes and things like that in it, but it didn't, it didn't strike me as that bad. Um, no. Even for the time. If, if every decision you make is wrong, <laughs> the opposite would have to be right. <laughs> I'm the opposite of every man you've ever met. But yeah, I mean that's and I and I'm a I don't know if you guys are big Carpenter, John Carpenter fans. Not huge Carpenter fans. I, this yeah, is I mean, this you know. yeah, this one puts him uh, you know, gets a gets a plus, gets but a plus uh, I know he I know you like the thing. Yeah, I, I love the thing. That. That's right. one of my favorite like gory I actually don't think I saw horror. The Escape from New York. I definitely saw Starman. Yeah, um, um, and then Hall- Halloween's is and, which I, and he does the music for all this, all this stuff. So he's like he like wrote the Hall- Halloween theme. Yeah, um, and all that. I think all the music. Yeah, for I this. think I remember hearing that at some point. Um, so. so yeah, he's just a, he's a he's a fun filmmaker. Um, the other one I thought of doing for cult films was uh, They Live. Have you guys seen that one? I've heard about it. I don't I've think never I've heard of it. It's, it's in line with with this with the Big Trouble in Little China in my eyes. Like it's it's silly, but it's Roddy uh, Roddy, 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 Piper. Roddy Piper. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. And it's got like the longest fight scene 
like hmm. isn't that where the family guy steals yes, it from the, from chicken? the chicken yeah i don't yeah, I definitely yeah. so it's like it's just one of those things where yeah it uh, you quote you quote certain things from it all the time too and this yeah. one I, I think i quote this one less than i thought i think there's a lot of I really funny of lines yeah. but i definitely don't think i quote it at all and maybe it's just because i it, it just was like before it was of the point where you were quoting correct and then yeah. not a lot of rewatches and so you're not pulling it back out but yeah i think this also falls into that like range of you know everybody was kind of done with arnold and sly and so they needed to like get different action stars to come in. And so this is where, you know, you get big trouble in little China with Kurt Russell. You get, uh, romancing the stone with, uh, Michael Douglas, uh-huh. you get crocodile Dundee. And then, and then eventually you get to die hard, right. Which comes two years later. And it's all of this like, Hey, let's not take the big buff, super muscular guy to be the, you know, the hero. Let's take some average Joe mm-hmm. or some guy who like you wouldn't think is the hero. And so then I think that's kind of where, you know, again, that cult following comes to as like, Hey, we didn't need the all steroid out and everything. Yeah. And then the, Whoa, Whoa. Accusations. <laughs> <laughs> no reason allegedly. not to use. Allegedly. No reason not to use roids. If you're an actor, you're not getting tested. <laughs> you're not getting tested. You're not an It's a long list of people who've uh, gotten big quick. <laughs> uh, absolutely. What, um, uh, how about the rest of the cast? So, well, that was a kick Kim, young Kim Cattrall. Young Kim Cattrall, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Before, before Mannequin, after Mannequin. Oh, four. I, I think it's before. I actually saw she was like she was like a, a stage actress. Okay. She was like did this like did this role to pay the bills so she could keep working on the stage. That's what she cared about more, which I thought was kind of funny. And then obviously, you know, she went on to do yeah. Mannequin was not long after, and uh, a couple years. Just that was another one that was. A big watch. Yeah, a lot for of sure. Hundred percent. I don't know if that really qualifies as a cult classic, but it definitely feels like it checks the box of a kind of a maybe not great actual movie from I think the, it, <laughs> I think it probably did did okay, so it might yeah. not Yeah, uh, that might And that was the really other guy good. from Weekend at Bernie's. It wasn't Jonathan Silverman, but it was his buddy, uh, right? McCarthy. Andrew, Andrew McCarthy. McCarthy. Andrew. Yeah. yeah. For, um but for sure. Yeah, and the cast and I, I think you have some faces that you uh have seen in other other films, yeah. Uh, James Hong. I, I was going to say James Hong. Lo, who plays Lopan. He's yeah. obviously still around, I think. Still working. <laughs> he was in a terrible film with uh, well, I believe it. Ryan Reynolds and <laughs> Jeff Bridges, R.I.P.D. Ooh, I didn't see that Oh, is that the, yeah, Rest in Peace Department or whatever? Yeah. yeah I never watched that one. <laughs> yeah. It seemed, it seemed like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeff Bridges like just keeps wanting to do that. That kind of like dude or like low drawl voice or whatever, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know why he keeps doing. Funnily that. enough, like Jeff that. Bridges was uh, considered for the Kurt Russell role. He worked with oh. Carpenter and Starman, and he was right. almost uh, he almost got uh, Russell's role in Escape from New York too. That's just I think age around that time. It was like you know it was going to be somebody yeah. off, a little bit off yeah. the, off the path. So Bridges was uh, was almost the guy. I mean, Bridges is cult movie for sure i mean the one the one that i use to explain to the the guys here uh is big lebowski is like the biggest cult movie because it does have lebowski fest and and people that go you know go to the theater to to watch it and will like use their whole lives around that one i've quoted (laughs) (laughs) yeah that one's got a little bit more quotability but yeah again rewatching this one uh again i think i enjoyed it I enjoyed it, but I think my tastes have changed. I don't think it was yeah. as think? good as as good as it <laughs> it was when I was yeah. growing up. Totally, oh. it was all nostalgia for me this time. Like yeah. It was, yeah, it was not that good. No, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad for sure. But I enjoyed. 
I thought Kurt Russell was really good comic relief. I thought some of the lines, I, I laughed out loud many times at some of the nonsensical things he was saying. And I just embraced the yeah. the campiness of it. And I, I, I was a really fun rewatch for me. Yeah. What you like, guys? What What do you think of the? I remember always thinking after what playing Mortal Kombat, I'm like, oh my Raiden? god, is that <laughs> this is where is they that got, got Raiden from? And then I this it didn't is, confirm it. It seems like people have no. Uh, this was the said, three storms were partly the inspiration for uh, yeah the character the for yeah. So it's totally pulled from you know what what had been out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some somebody as a as a kid probably loved it too, and then grew up and <laughs> became a game developer, and they're like, yeah. And Lopan was the inspiration for uh, Shang Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung. Yeah, Shang Tsung. So it this movie has uh it's connected. And I saw even like there was like a statue that had like a bunch of arms. I'm like, is that Goro? I didn't read about that, but <laughs> Well and you talk is that his name Goro? Is yeah. that the big yeah? You talk about like not making sense and you know, it there were many things, but it's like all of a sudden the the monster in the wall like yeah. the, you're just like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know. We, we'd With never no explanation this. whatsoever. It's just kind of uh, there, there, and an integral part of this uh, this yeah. story. I, but, and I had no idea that the three storms were named after storms until this this viewing. Like I don't oh, remember. I definitely hearing, don't remember. I don't that. think hearing their. They don't say their names. I don't think so either. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I like, think. He, I thought he yelled thunder at one point. Yeah, he, oh, he may did. have. Yeah, but I don't know if the guy picked up on. But it. definitely not very like really clear. Right. Um, I think is uh, one of them might explain that early on when when Russell's like, "What the hell's going on?" And they kind of give him a <laughs> quick summation of what's happening. But uh, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, Mary was like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, "You don't want nothing to do with this." <laughs> <laughs> Let's not even get into the part where you're like, "This is crazy." <laughs> just move on. Just keep it moving. <laughs> um, this one's just for me. <laughs> the bus driver was he? Did he go on to do anything else? He was the I think in Three Ninjas. He was like the grandpa. Was he the grandpa? Trainer. I I think so, okay. right? Egg, egg, <laughs> egg, Shang. Um, he's in Tremors, principal. Oh yeah, and, and he's in, in the Tre- Last I, Emperor. A handful of people were in the Last Emperor. I love Tremors too, which was a year later. For, I haven't seen. There's like seven or eight of them, but yeah, there's um, so um, many of them. It's, among my uh, guy friends, Tremors. I'm big, big, big fan. Yeah, right? we always, we always say it. they're under the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Three Ninjas? Yeah, I said yeah. Ninjas, yeah. he's in Three Ninjas. Yeah, I'm pretty he's sure. the grandpa. Grandpa. Yeah. He's also in Three Ninjas. Knuckle up. And three ninjas kick back. Wow. Yep, <laughs> cash grab. He's like, we need a we need a Miyagi type character. I'm in. <laughs> He's uh, he was awesome. I loved Egg. <laughs> yeah, he was great. <laughs> it's fun. And then uh, it's crazy to see them that young. I mean, I think it's you think about we talk about obviously liking this as a kid, but it's like we're talking a long time ago. I mean, it's. Did you guys think he looked a lot like Wyatt, like his uh, son? I, oh, I, I thought in this one, I, I, I picked up a little bit. I'm like, he does. He was born like a Wyatt was born like a week after this came out. That's that's, that's that, wild, yeah. right? And so I guess I didn't really think about it at the time, but it wouldn't surprise me if there's a more of a resemblance there. Yeah, yeah. There, there, I think because Wyatt grew the beard later on in the in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Wyatt yeah. Russell is the actor. I think it kind of pulls you away from it, but I could see like if he like clean shaved, grew his hair out, and. There, there was some, there was some moment where I was like, "Oh yeah, I totally just saw his yeah, son." Which, that's uh, funny. Yeah, I'm sure they. Uh, yeah, that's it's funny. You said I, did, I, did, I caught that note and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." But uh, especially considering, you know, he just had a little, he had a big moment this year. But uh, <laughs> as you said, but yeah, so this movie kind of uh, was right around his beginning. Eighty six. It's crazy. As I was like, was, I wasn't watching this when I was six, was I? Like, yeah, I mean, I was, right out of the yeah, bait, I was, I was like, five. I could have been watching this right out of the gate, right? This had to be like years later. There's only a few for me. For me, I yeah. think I saw it like in '88 or '89. Yeah, yeah, I think it was probably around that time. Like, 
probably a year after. It's only PG thirteen, so there's really nothing that. Yeah, there's nothing super crazy. And there's just a guy exploding and. That part too, like out of nowhere, right? right. And what is it? What is the he first even time he does it? He swells yeah, up. It's kind of cool, kind of a cool thing. But then, yeah, the second time, I knew, you know, I knew it was coming, but it, it happened so fast. So, so is it like, intentional or accidental? Yeah, so. I'm not I sure. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna stop. <laughs> what? I like Who writes the, this stuff. Yeah, and the fight, the jump through the air, fighting nightgowns. <laughs> Just run back and forth across the room and jump. I think Kevin asked you a couple of weeks ago, or asked us on the text, and he was like, "Like, what's a movie, a bad movie that you really, really like?" And I think you said it, or, or I'm not sure who said it first, but this movie, and I was like, "Oh, definitely that movie. Like, that's <laughs> a really bad movie in my head that I absolutely love, and I'm probably gonna always love it." Yeah, yeah. So my contribution was uh, Wet Hot American Summer, which. I definitely didn't see early on. I was well way behind on that. So I get, I, I'll take the ringer at their word that yeah. this didn't do well, I guess, out of the gate. Or... I, I saw it in 02. Okay. Was, um, but on, I rented it. So it was like whatever. It might have been 2003. But, um, but I was, it was recommended to me by my coworkers at, at WXRT. So a lot of people like really loved it, loved it then. But they were big fans of The, the State, which is like a – HBO yep, show I that a lot of these guys, Michael yeah. Showalter. Well, so it's crazy. The, the cast is obviously probably Insane. even more so right. than I than I realized. I would say I'm guessing might be part of the cult allure is like all the people you get to see that are young, right? And I'll I'll run through a handful yeah. of them here. But like Janine Garofalo is, is, is she? I remember watching and being like, oh, I I recognize Janine Garofalo. Yeah, yeah. like she was the one person I was like, <laughs> I know who that is. Right, and she's the lead, yeah. so to speak, or at least the top build. David Hyde Pierce, who obviously went on to Frasier. be a big big star on Frasier. So, uh, he was already in Fra- two thousand and two. Was Frasier was Frasier was four? Yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. He yeah. see, it seemed. I don't know. Something about I knew him, but I just never I never watched Frasier, so it was just like, okay, he's in this movie. Right. And didn't, didn't I did. Oh, you did? <laughs> I did. I watched it. And that then, place. That, that does. Right. That, works, that, that makes total sense. So he was he was not only in Frasier in his, in his run, but he also had a couple guest appearances on The Simpsons. Yeah, right. As, as Sideshow Bob's brother. brother. Love it. That's great. You mentioned Michael Showalter yeah. from State. So he, uh, is, he wrote it mm-hmm. and or co-wrote it and is kind of a focal point of the movie, but I, I don't really know him from, I, I don't think he really did much. No, after he didn't that. do much. I think after. he actually did more on the, on the other side of the camera. They, yeah. They were on like a comedy central show. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that he's gotten to like the Judd Apatow level of like producing and no. discovering young talent, but, uh, was I mean, he part of UCB with Amy Poehler and all that? He might, he might've been, well, yeah, he, I don't know. He like, directed the big sick. Uh, okay. Yeah. That would Camille's, be, yeah, Camille's movie he, from 2017. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I said. I know he wrote, he writes and directs a little bit more, but so he's, he does some stuff for Children's Hospital. Yeah, uh, I, I do like that. Right. I that's thought, good. I remember you saying you watched that. So definitely still, still doing things. But Marguerite Moreau, who did not go on, but who is just beautiful. <laughs> you know <laughs> you where remember? she's from? Yeah. I, I didn't realize it until, I didn't look it up until no. this time. Go, go for it. She's Tell Connie them. from The Mighty Ducks. Uh, it's been a long time. Uh, she's the girl. She's, she's a girl. Yeah. She's like the the girl that that, uh, that plays hockey. That Guy well. tries to get with Guy Germain. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, you totally. I saw it as soon as as soon as I looked up my ducks. I'm like, oh yeah, I picture her younger, and that that's it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a cutie. Paul Rudd, probably the biggest name that you'll. Uh, which is he well, was, maybe not. I would say uh, yeah, yeah, maybe not the maybe biggest not. name. He was One so good sure. in this though. He's he was. So oh my god, I love his character so <laughs> He's much. Such a dick. 
I'll we'll get back to him. You yeah, go, we'll get back to him. The cast. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Maloney. Yes. In uh, a very interesting role. Oh, my God. Love, <laughs> love Gene, too. Yeah. 80 Miles. Molly Shannon. Ken Marino. Uh, Joe Lou. Joe Latrulio. Joe Latrulio. Yep. Uh, Michael Ian Black. Amy Poehler. And Bradley Cooper. That's the one I forgot. Yeah. That's yeah. The biggest Elizabeth one I Banks. Like. I mean, it's really crazy the amount of people that are in this movie. Judah Freelander. Judah Friedlander, yeah, uh, who many people might not know unless you watch Thirty Rock, in which case you definitely do. But I mean, it's there's uh, one, there's one who's uncredited and is in in the in the movie, but it's actually just his voice. H. John Benjamin, no, yeah. not well. Yeah. H. John Benjamin's credited. I was like, he is actually oh, okay. credited, but yeah, Sam Levine. Sam Levine is the radio voice, oh, I but they, they showed the kid. They, it's a different actor. Oh, who's they Sam use, Levine from Freaks and Geeks? Yeah. Speaking of Judd Apatow. Yeah, yeah. no, that name doesn't ring a bell. Uh, he's uh, Yeah, I've seen him in a, a lot of other things. But yeah, he's a Judd Apatow I, I did love that kid that would yeah. refuse to take the show. <laughs> I love that they eventually show you that all the chords are yeah, up. he's just a crazy kid <laughs> talking to no, nobody. <laughs> I just thought it was great. This, I mean, the cast, it's, it's, it's literally you're watching and you're just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah. And yeah, you get to, like, uh, literally Bradley Cooper's first film role. And... Probably not what you think you're getting if you uh, <laughs> if you ride this out the whole time, um, but it's it's awesome. It's so funny. I laughed a ton. Mary yeah. multiple times was like, "What is wrong with you?" I'm, I just thought this movie is, and, and it rewards on repeat viewings because, like I said, 2002. I watched. I enjoyed it. I thought, it was, and I thought, I think I got all the jokes. But definitely, as you as you anticipate. Um, certain things, and it just become less weird when you know, like the first time, you know, you you, you hear Gene going through all his things. It's not as funny, but when he says fondle fondle sweaters and pump the fridge, <laughs> and you know it's coming, it's just it yeah. It and I would better. say like that part, I was like, yeah, probably could have done without the weird foray into like a can of vegetables talking to him. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, but it some, somehow works. And yeah. him dancing. Uh, yeah. They're doing the <laughs> whole like, doing montage. Montage, yeah. The, the <laughs> power-up montage or whatever. It's, it's, it really got me. One of the things that I was, I was laughing at, it was like at the, towards the end where I feel like they just said, oh, we're out of script. Just do whatever you want. And they're doing the scene where Janine Garofalo and Joe Latrulio are trying to save the kids and they're just running through destroying things. <laughs> well, I think, I think that was like a, a send-up of every time like they right. have to do something quick, they're always like, it's like, Quick camera movements and they're, yeah. they're always running into things and right. it's like just taking it to the next next level. The the scene where they ran into town for an hour yes. and uh, went hardcore to drive. <laughs> so I mean, great. I was like in tears and I, I that was another one. My wife was just like, "What they're is like, happening?" And I'm like, like the crack house, right. sort of doing needle drugs. <laughs> like it's great to get away from town, even if just for an hour. <laughs> it absolutely slayed me. That might be the single best joke. It's yeah, just it was... how funny and how how it just kept going and over the first they're just like. They're they start robbing people and it's like what <laughs> uh, it still gets me that, and to me crushed and then you know back to Paul Rudd um, oh. when he when he, she asked him to pick up Boom. stuff it's my daughter it's my it's Colin <laughs> oh my god they totally like and I'm like how did they get that he got it so right and I didn't on. realize it you know when I, in 2002 yeah, uh, but now I looked at that and I thought that was just about the funniest. Mary thing. came he up off the so couch and was like, "Oh my god, it's Mila! It's <laughs> exactly to a T every movement he makes." And I'm sure it's like I said, it's a lot of it's kids, a lot of kids. Yeah. But I mean, it is it's so dramatic, so over the top, and yet so perfect. <laughs> I like when he, when every time he loses a kid, he just drives his buddy <laughs> up and drops him on the side of the road. 
and I just, I mean, we've talked about Paul Rudd before, and you know, and this is, uh, and this is forty. And I just love that he went the comedy route, you know, because he was, I think I said it then, he was slated to be like the leading man type from from Clueless, and I think they, I think he tried it in like one movie, but he definitely went. The, the comedy route and I love him for it because wow. he, he just he subverted all expectations Jelani what you just said made me it reminded me there was a note I saw that the the shooting script actually included a dark comedy scene where uh, Andy murdered a camper <laughs> In order to cover up the many drowning or other deaths that occurred due to his negligence, he kind of did. Uh, the co-writer like told, showed his dad, and had him review, it, and they're like, "Yeah, you're not. That ain't gonna fly." <laughs> and they took it out. I mean, I thought it was enough that the kid just the kids drowned. <laughs> I mean, they did right. die. <laughs> kind of happening right there. Uh, I just thought that was hilarious. I saw that. I was like, "Yeah, that would have been another level up." But yeah, he oh Paul Rudd just. Just delivered, and it is just funny. Yeah, you see him, you know, making out with uh, Elizabeth Banks, a young Elizabeth Banks. Side note: Paul Rudd looks really similar to what he looks like right now. Yeah, totally. really similar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the hair's shorter, but he's doing something right. Yep, probably looks even better because he's got that Ant Man uh, <laughs> steroid muscle too. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say money, but yeah, <laughs> that too. Him and J Lo are just hanging out in some yep. hyperbaric <laughs> chamber. <laughs> But yeah, again, like you said, it's a it's a cast of who's who, and you're just like, oh my gosh, it's like seeing this person younger and and before you know anything that you know them from, and then now going back and seeing all their other stuff was just hilarious. Like, it's like you couldn't get this many people, these all these people in a movie together, right? And I saw Paul Rudd said he didn't, he doesn't, legitimately doesn't know if he got paid for this movie. He's like, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> he can't remember actually getting paid. <laughs> and it's funny because he was one of the at, again at the time the bigger names at least sure. someone you recognize, but yeah I think I think that's I mean it definitely falls very squarely into the um, cult film because it, it didn't do that well in, in the beginning. You you look back on it now and you you see that there's lots of people that really liked it and they they did, clamored so much for something else that they made the show which I haven't seen yet. It was like a prequel. Is they that talk what it was? The ten years. The, did you guys? And I just saw that. There's a little post. Uh, at the uh, end, yeah, where they all get together, post credit sequence where mm-hmm. they do get together. Yeah, I, I missed it every other time I've yeah, watched I this movie. I didn't stick it around, but I, I stuck around this time. And they do it. They show, he shows up at nine thirty. He's like, "No, we said nine o'clock, uh, so we'd be here by nine You know, and then he just cut out. <laughs> no, in the show, I think they were gonna do that whole thing. We're like, "Oh, we can do it. It's a ten year." And then they decided to do it differently and like make it a prequel, prequel. even though they had like the same actors older. They did it just. To do I will. I will watch it at some point. I just never, and probably now is a good time since yeah, you just yeah. watched this. Um, the only other thing I saw that I thought was pretty great was the owners of that camp where they sh- where they actually shot the movie. The, they were told it was going to be a family comedy, and they were mortified <laughs> when they saw the actual. <laughs> so well done on uh, that lie because you're not getting the movie made there. But did you guys ever go to summer camp like that? Like an eight week like I did a one camp? week camp. I actually uh, like. I know people now whose like kids go that long, and that just seems so crazy to me. But right. at the same time, I get it. I think it's pretty cool. And, and, well, the first summer camps were invented in 1908. The Catskills. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you get that no. LA camping section <laughs> of the library? <laughs> uh, try a library. Um, no, I never. I never went. But it is. It actually is. Um, like all my coworkers um, from New York, like they all did it. It was just a very big East Coast thing. Yeah, that this wasn't as wasn't as big. My sister went on something for a, a couple weeks in, in the summer, but yeah, never really got to do sleepaway camp. Yeah. I did it for a week. We did, uh, and it was like tied to a church, even though it wasn't even my church. Um, 
but I I don't know. I, I went and it was fun. I mean, we, yeah, we slept, got to sleep in cabins and played capture the flag and many of the things you see. Uh, only like four kids drowned, so I mean, it was really <laughs> it's a win-win. <laughs> for it. Did you get to take the motor, the speedboat out? <laughs> uh, when I was uh, when I was in high school, we were we had this thing called outdoor ed, so outdoor education and. Uh. Uh, ah, I short for education. Got it. <laughs> so much better. And so we would be the counselors for like eighth graders. So that's yeah. what we did. It was like a three day like camp, whatever. And you go up, just like you said, Brady, you go to cabins. And of course, there was one counselor who like showed all the kids how you could light a fart on fire and <laughs> just did it repeatedly. <laughs> just found some matches. Like, hey, guys, watch this. <laughs> and just. And then there was a talent show at the end. Yeah, and, of uh, course, right? the end of uh yeah at the end of the camp and we did um we did backstreet boys we did one of their songs like the the biggest thing i remember is the bus driver for us up there no yelling on the bus (laughs) his name was like jerome or something like that but he goes hey my name's jerome i'll be your bus driver and now that we're all friends you can call me sweetness (laughs) yo sweetness and everyone was like what <laughs> i'm a grown-ass man dog right. i ain't called no other man delicious <laughs> or sweetness <laughs> i was like oh this is gonna be weird <laughs> but yeah i mean it was fun. honestly i i loved it. it i thought it was really cool to do to, to i mean it seemed i don't remember exactly how old i was but i mean i think it was close to a teenager or around there but it was it was cool to go away for a week and yeah i mean we get to do different stuff there's definitely I've blocked out all of the religious aspects of it. Yeah. <laughs> clearly. Thankfully. Yeah. I, I mean, and I think this is clearly a like send up of, to me, it reminds me most of Meatballs. Have you guys seen sure. that, Bill? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there's got, I don't know why I can't think of any other really big like summer camp movies. There's one. You're not why, hitting why, on uh, Yeah. Why, why am I blanking? Camp Nowhere? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the but one that's, for our that's, wheelhouse. It's a little, yeah, it's, a little, it's 90s. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's, Meatballs is, is 80s. I was just thinking there's got to be more. That I'm missing on, but yeah, Camp Nowhere is, Camp a, is Nowhere, a big, big favorite of people. Heavyweights. Yep. That's another big one. There's a little camp aspect in uh, the Adams Family. Yeah. The first one. The first one? Or, yeah, that's right. Because they have the, the two, they do the, like, the Thanksgiving um, scene. Ernest. Ernest goes to camp. I <laughs> definitely watched that one a few times. Oh, yeah, that one for too, sure. Too. Um, but yeah, I, I, to me, the closest one is uh, is Meatballs, where they have the big competition at the end. Um hot dog eating and running and whatever so see and that's what i liked about this part was when they were like yeah we're gonna do he's giving the whole baseball speech and then he's like that's what we live for (laughs) (laughs) this is what all summer was all about and they go and talk to the guys like yeah this seems kind of hackneyed they're they're not into it they agree we're not into it either (laughs) all right no problem at all (laughs) they just drove an hour to get here (laughs) that was great i thought it was uh this was a great one to to dive back into and I, i'm glad i like i said i saw it on the list and i was like yeah i'm in i'm in this is a good reason to rewatch and i would strongly encourage anyone to uh to join the cult <laughs> sign them up uh so we can move on to our final Mart- final movie I know you guys have been- martin's selection can we <laughs> i'm gonna need a minute here <laughs> i know i kind of did it on purpose slightly to piss you guys off wait didn't you have something else uh, I had, I mean, I had a couple that I thought of. Yeah. I can't remember what can, it was. Can right you just give this. us the also rans? Like, what was some I of the like options? I felt like you had something else, and then you changed it to the room. Sorry to spoil it. I mean, yeah, no, that's fine. The, the, that's what that's the one I picked. The room from was it two thousand three? Yep. Um, 
I don't remember court, exactly. Supposedly, from I think I had you, you know what I had. I had UHF. Um, yes, okay. that's what it was. Which is uh, one of my favorites. Also, as a, as a kid, Weird Al Yankovic. I think it came out um, like it's definitely in the eighties. I, I read somewhere that it was like the same year as like Raiders of the Lost Ark and like mm-hmm. all these like huge movies, and that's why it didn't didn't do well at all. Uh, it's got you know a young Kramer in it. Um, <laughs> Before before Seinfeld, but yeah, I went with the room just be, and I, I didn't pick UHF because we already did like a comedy with what you picked, What Hot American mm-hmm. Summer. So I didn't want to do two that were like too similar. So it went the room, which is just a bad, 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 bad movie. Is it arguably the worst movie ever made? It's. I mean, that's that's its appeal. I don't have to argue it. <laughs> it's a <laughs> I, statement I think, of fact. I think it definitely. But the, the thing is, it is. It also isn't like a huge budget movie, but it was. It is, cost like what? six. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. But it was all. That, that's the, the, the craziness of it because it was all funded by by him by Tommy Wiseau, who's uh, the you know writer, producer, director, actor. Uh-huh. But it was like six million or eight million or something like that. Uh, I'll double check. Yeah, it was some, something something that. crazy. Crazy amount of that uh, they money lost spent a ton of it. money on because they didn't put it into the sets or the, the budget was six million estimated yeah. and it wow. grossed five hundred forty nine thousand <laughs> in the U S. <laughs> However, yeah, worldwide it grossed five, so it almost ended up breaking even. So he still hasn't made it back. I don't know how uh, how often this is updated, but yeah. I mean, it's just, it's very bad. So I went, the first time I saw it, I did go to the theater because it had already been years after it had been out. I'd been told by people, Petrus actually mentioned it to me when it first came out. He's like, there's this crazy movie where these guys just toss a football around. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? I was like, how it was explained to me. I was like, <laughs> like okay. And he's like, it's the you know, worst like, movie ever. In. Like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I went to, the, yeah, I really, I had never done a real cult movie where, like, I'd never done Rocky Horror Picture Show or... Yeah, any of those where people go and dress up and and like audience participation things. And the biggest thing that people do, I remember, is there are guy there are guys that come out and play football when they're playing football in the front. Um, it was at the Music Box Theater, and um, nice. and then people bring plastic well, stomping grounds. Yeah, people bring plastic spoons. You guys probably didn't pick up on this, but there were there were framed pictures of plastic spoons as in in like their living room, and for like. Again, just no reason. So somebody somewhere picked up on that, and they throw plastic spoons every time they, they pop up on the uh, pop up on the screen. So it's one of those. Yes, it's an audience participation movie, and and yeah, it came when it came out. It was on a bunch of uh, not that many screens in L.A., but a few people, like a few, I think just drunk kids or whatever, went to it, and they were like, "Oh my god, this is the worst movie ever!" And they just spread. It just spread from that, from them telling, dragging people into it and saying I they have to watch that it. The only advertising was one billboard yeah. in LA, and it was just his head, his yeah. face, <laughs> right? Which you you would be excused to think that it was like a horror movie, yeah, because <laughs> I mean, of like the so cover creepy yeah. picture of just him. Um, so uh, I'll admit, I quit. You didn't watch but, it all the way. Uh, so my viewing mechanism, Plex, uh, quit, and I was like. I'm good. <laughs> like, I, I think I get it. I legitimately wanted to quit doing the podcast and join an actual cult <laughs> before finishing this movie. Well, I, I appreciate your uh, you're not uh, throwing things at me. It was insane to me that you could make a movie this bad that like then That's, was viewable. That, like I mean, that you could then watch and not everyone was like this. Well, doesn't we'll never see the light of day. I mean, that's that's the main thing. I mean, he is. I think. I don't think this is my observation, but I definitely felt it. it this time. It was like, it's like as if like an alien AI or just an alien came down and was like, 
this is what I think of a, a, a human movie is like. That's what Tommy Wiseau is to me. He's just like not of this world. It's just off. Everything's just off. Audio just off. Yeah, uh, like, he had to overdub his his voice. Right, like he, he couldn't act. That's just off. The everything is just off. There's uh, literally the first three scenes are. Sexy. Oh my god! <laughs> it was so bad this time because it was so long. That first one is so long. I was like, and, okay, all right, whatever. He's okay. He made a movie. He decided he wanted to get a sex scene. I mean, it's basically softcore porn. Yeah, but, it's it's totally in the eighties. Like, or, I don't know. It 80s, wasn't even nineties. Like, like it wasn't even that. At one point, Jen goes, "Where is he? What is he doing?" And we go. Is he trying to fuck her belly button? Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> like, she you picked up on that. They talk about that. And so I watched The Disaster Artist, too, which is the James Franco directed which and kind acted. Of brought, that probably helped the box yeah, office because people of went back went to back rewatch to it. it. Yeah, and that was that was actually why. When that movie came out is why. I'm like, all right, I gotta, if I want to watch this movie, I have to at least watch The Room. Um, and the disaster artist was coming. They 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 answer a lot of questions <laughs> about like how some of this might have came to light because Greg Sestero, who plays um, Mark, Mark um, yeah. plays his, his the Paul Mark. Walker wannabe. Yeah, <laughs> definitely a Paul Walker vibe. <laughs> plays his friend Mark. Like he, you know, he kind of wrote some of the stuff, but you know, he he tells the story. He I wrote the tell book, people that. the disaster artist, <laughs> and talks about like all the the ways that he insisted on leaving the dialogue in the way it is. You know, just like just like weird things. Like she's my future, she's my future wife instead of fiance. You know, it's all English. Every word that he didn't say fiance because all the words, everything was English only. Oh. That was supposed. It was one of the things I. Oh, he didn't want to say any French words. Right, or something. fiance Man. is French, so it had to be. That's, that's funny. I so. Mean, do Weird. you know anything about him? Is he like is English his first language? No, they don't know, and they like don't it. know where he's like. Even Greg Sestero, who's was his friend before they were in this movie, like he's like well, he's did very he sleep mis- with his girlfriend. Or? <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> the actual actor. Why I'm sorry. You, the, why the, did you do this to me? <laughs> everyone betrayed me. <laughs> Just I can't. it was it's really it was really crazy. awful. At there was I at one point I had paused it because I was laughing so hard because of how ridiculous it was. I wish that's, I would have had that's that. good. That you were supposed to at some point get to that point where you realize oh, it's no. so bad that it. you can laugh. I I look up and I go, There's still an hour left in this movie. I know, I oh, I made <laughs> it past so that many then. times. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it was I, I saw some so football scene, notes. and I yeah, I just was I didn't have notes. I would just kept dumbfoundedly watching and being confused at why the dubbing was off and why any of this made any sense to me whatsoever. I couldn't. Why they, was the audio so loud when, during the sex scenes? Like, drop the audio, <laughs> leave the music. You would have been better off with that. Like, that's that's step one. Jen and I were laughing. We're like, I think Mac and Brooklyn could have written a better script. Yeah. I made a mistake in trying to like follow the. Like the 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 story, the quote unquote plot, and I got a girl who's had sex three times in the first fifteen minutes. Yeah. Then talking about being hit and talking about loving him, and I was like, I don't understand. I legitimately yeah. am like lost. And there were side stories like Denny. <laughs> what? Denny was. I like to watch. <laughs> <laughs> what a creeper! Oh my god, it was so. I and then three's so the crowd, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other, the other two people who lived across the hall, they just came over and had sex in their apartment. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. well, they were studying, right? And yeah. then her mom, who just kept showing up, like she obviously lived across the street because she was always there, and she definitely has breast cancer. 
<laughs> just like throw that out there and then they never talk about it again. Like it's just, it, it, it literally is, I think him just trying to show that he is American or something like, you know, like, Hey, you guys play football, right? But they don't clearly don't know how to throw a football. He throws it <laughs> over him. None of I mean, two, two of the guys did. I think Greg and, I don't think and Danny any of them did. threw it overhand. Uh, but either way, it's just, why were they in the corner of an alley <laughs> <laughs> playing in tuxes? And then and then who get they get the one guy got pushed to the ground and now he's dead apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There, and there was also if you know like it was green screened. I think the roof scenes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, right. But there was no reason to do that. Like he could have. Well, it was on a roof. I yeah. think. But they said yeah. they made he made all these. Sets. That's why it cost so much money because he made sets and did green screens where you didn't need to do that. <laughs> It the, didn't it didn't add anything. The no. best was when they would leave and they would walk down the stairs from the roof and they would turn to the left as they're going down, which would have just walked right off the building. Like <laughs> it's just like all right, these people are dead now. <laughs> you can't take technicality of this movie; you'll get nowhere. Um, they tried to kill the psychiatrist Mark by throwing him over the balcony. And like, oh yeah, we're fine now. We're good. I, I definitely Come be in my wedding. Someone was going over the the edge. I was waiting for during, it. Yeah, I wanted to be the person going over the edge. And the, how many times they said he's my he's my best friend. I'm his best friend. He's my best friend. <laughs> like it just repeated dialogue. Very bad. It it wasn't. I'll, I will admit to you guys. Like the only second time I've seen it. Yeah, I really don't. <laughs> don't need to see it again. No, I don't. I wouldn't recommend going to the theater either. It's not that that great. Like I, maybe if we got really drunk and all went together with a group of people, edibles, people, <laughs> maybe that a lot. But <laughs> I don't even think they have. I couldn't get enough. But yeah, like a, I think it was a, a. I went to like a midnight screening. At oh the hi. music box. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh hi. That's how he says to everybody, right? <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Any, I mean, anyway, how was your sex life? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for. It fits the bill. I I don't not like mad that it was the option or anything, but yeah, I it it Plex froze up and I was like, I'm done. I I don't I don't need to go on. There's no way that so there's you don't know what happens. No, nope, I'm gonna I'll be I'm gonna live without it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> yeah. The final scene. So when the final scene happens and they're like all around, I do you want me to spoil yeah, you, it? You can definitely spoil it for me. By all means. All right. So. Johnny gets so depressed that he shoots himself in the head. Okay. And then Lisa and Denny come and find him. And they go down and, like, there's just literally blood everywhere. And he's laying down there. She's like, is he dead? <laughs> like, all I could think of is that Wu-Tang song where they're, like, they're telling the skit. And they're yeah. like, his, his brains are all blown out on the street. But is he dead? <laughs> like, what do you mean is he dead? Fucking laying there like a newborn baby and shit. And you're asking, is he dead? I mean, yeah, it, it didn't. And I mean, I guess it wrapped up that plot line. But anything else that you that you may have seen that you may have been watching, like they didn't wrap really anything up. There was no reason for half the story. I was comfortable story. never getting to the yeah. end of the story. Yeah, he also missed the the fake the fake baby that wasn't there. Right, because Lisa started yes. telling everybody that she was pregnant, yeah. and then she's like, "No, nah, there's no baby." <laughs> I don't know where it makes makes it up, but he just tried to make her seem like a crazy. What she already woman. was. Yeah, she like, already we didn't need. That way. <laughs> you didn't need but to. Enhance apparently, that. that actress was mortified um, when she saw all the sexy. Because she was just supposed to be a stand-in for like the real actress that they fired, and then they end up using those scenes. And when she saw the movie, and she's like, "Yeah, it's." Basically, twenty minutes in the first thirty minutes is just me, me having sex with two different guys. Yeah, and it's, she's just like, "Oh my god, I hope well, no, well, at least no one will see this movie because it's terrible." <laughs> and now it's like 
Cult, cult I still classic. I still don't know how many people actually saw it. <laughs> yeah, it's just the same people <laughs> buying tickets. But over if and anyone over again. saw it, they saw her because yeah. it's right out of the gate. Yeah, like right me, right I didn't away. stick around. I was like, I can't, do, I can't do it. But, but yeah, back back to your point. Um, I don't think I uh, finished it when you were talking about him basically going after her, her belly button. They talk about that in the Disaster Artist, um, and they they do explain certain things like that. Like it's uh, one of the production guys is like. Does, does he not know where where he should be doing this? <laughs> and Franco does a really good job of of For imitating him. Yeah, of, of imitating Tommy Wiseau and his brother, um, the other Franco, I think, Dave. Dave um, does does Greg Sestero. So it's it's a pretty good. Movie. So wait, do they good comedy? They're making this. It's a making of this it's, movie yeah, type yeah, of thing. It's a making of this and trying to like shed some light on this mysterious character that is Tommy Wiseau and how. How, like, why? I mean, like, that scene, the best acted line is when he says, You're tearing me apart, Lisa. But he stole that from a James Dean from Rebel Without a Cause. Like, he's, and they show him watching that movie, and he's like, Oh man, that's a good line. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that in. <laughs> but it just doesn't fit with the other intensity of everything else he says. So it's just so, it funny. would be impossible to match. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it just was... the way he sits, right? He's just sitting back there, like, <laughs> doing his yeah. little laugh. And his weird oh, laugh. So weird. Oh, He's you're close. my favorite customer. <laughs> oh, John, you're like, always my what? favorite customer. I didn't recognize you. There's, there's so many people with <laughs> that look like vampires with long hair so, and 80s clothes. I saw initially he wanted his character to be yeah. a vampire. That's probably in the Disaster Artist. But I, think, I think they may have mentioned yeah. it in there. But I, I read and that they were well. like, someone over, got, to, got to him and was like, yeah, that can't be part of this. I mean, if it was a whole vampire movie, it would make a lot more sense. It would be better. But, I don't know. It was. It's really impressive how bad it is. Yeah, it's but, it's the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I'm comfortable saying it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think I've seen <laughs> a, a worse movie. And it. I mean, there are a few a few times this time where I I did laugh out loud, um, but too too few and far between to ever like sit through and enjoy it again right uh, to just make a, it worthwhile. just like a, a couple of scenes that you could watch on youtube if you want to or really just don't. Like remember yeah, yeah. There's other you, ways you'll be to better laugh. off <laughs> there's other ways to laugh if you need to find a, a space laugh. balls heavyweights wet hot american summer <laughs> go go see one of those should we wait for you to get through the list of things that could make you laugh <laughs> clowns <laughs> space balls and heavyweights were your first two <laughs> Does that wrap up uh, that's genre ju- June? That's the end of genre June. First edition. <laughs> I kind I would love to keep going. I love. Uh, I love genre June. Yeah, I like. There's I like just so many different avenues to method. try. Genre July. I saw a lot of movies <laughs> this that I hadn't seen this uh, this yep. month. So. Yeah, it was a, it was a good trip down. You know, a couple of different avenues and getting to see some different films. Um, you know, some that we we've, we've seen before, some that we had to go back and revisit. And then for you, Brady, uh, a couple of new ones. Yeah, we might find a way to, uh, you know, to like do like where we all recommend a film again. Maybe not with a genre, but some other way. Yeah, we'll think on it. And, you know, the stuff just comes to us. <laughs> it's hard being so creative. It's uh, we can't let we can't you know let people into the old uh, creative. Trust the process, people. Trust the process. Creative room that we're uh, figuring this all out in. <laughs> Better than the room. Oh God, it's good. Yeah, that place. Well done. As always, thanks for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're currently enjoying this podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching Our O-U-R Film Fathers. 
Thanks, and go to bed. I'm going to go uh, hump the fridge. <laughs>